the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is pre-recorded. Opinions expressed may not reflect those of Salem Media of Colorado or its sponsors. This is Life in Colorado, a radio news magazine about the issues, events, and the unique life we live in the Centennial State. Welcome to Life in Colorado. I'm Mark Howington, and with me, Tamara Ryan, the CEO of the Women's Bean Project. Now, Tamara, i got to tell you right now, I'm I'm kind of sorry that I ate breakfast because as I look over what you folks do, I'm starting to get hungry again. So we're going to have to talk about this. But first, I just want to say welcome to the program. Thanks. It's great to be here. So second of all, give me some history. The Women's Bean Project, what is it and how did it get started? What do you folks do? Well, Women's Bean Project believes that all women have the power to transform their lives through employment. So starting in 1989, we began hiring women experiencing chronic unemployment. They came to work in our food manufacturing business, which started with one bean soup, our 10 bean soup, and a $500 investment by our founder, Jossie Ayer, and putting two women to work. And so that was the beginning of helping women move out of chronic unemployment and into long-term employment at the end of their time with us. We've grown and today we're a, about a $2.5 million operation, and we sell in hundreds of stores across the country and lots of online relationships. Uh, and the purpose of our organization is the same as it was 30 years ago, which is to teach women the skills they need, not just to get a job, but to keep it. Yeah, I'm, I'm starting to be jealous here because I'm, I'm thinking, okay, well, it's for women, so it's not for me. But that's great, I mean, that you're doing this. And I've, I've got a brochure that you've created here. Uh, women's Bean Project, the impact of your purpose, and it's the it's a catalog of some of the things you offer. But I, I flip the first page, and it says these beans create jobs. So talk about maybe a typical woman that would come in that would need your help, and what do you do? How do you guide this woman through the process? Sure, a typical woman comes to us through a wide variety of different resources. Uh, Often she is just as involved, and so it might be a halfway house or a parole officer who refers her, or in some instances we are hiring on work release while women are in their first last few months of, of incarceration. They come to us with the purpose of getting a full-time job and then also learning the skills needed to keep that job. So we hire and pay women for a full-time job, and they work in our business during the time that they're with us. They spend 70% of their paid time working in the business in some way, either on the production floor or shipping and receiving, a variety of different tasks. Then 30% of their paid time is spent in program activities where she will learn things like problem solving and goal setting. She'll work on her recovery action plan, so staying clean and sober for the long term. The vast majority of the women we hire, 80 to 90 percent, have histories of addiction and incarceration and really 
long histories of being in jobs for maybe nine months. And really, then the first obstacle they encounter, they end up quitting. So we're trying to change that pattern. We're trying to teach her things like problem solving when a, when her childcare falls apart, how to solve that problem rather than uh, just not showing up to work or communicating with her supervisor if she has a conflict or communicating with her coworkers. A whole bunch of soft skills that the lack of those skills really gets in the way of keeping employment. And with those skills, she becomes a better employee, I think also a better mom and a better community member. Oh, it sounds fantastic! I so far everything you've said, I'm 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 just raising raising my hands and cheering because it's it's awesome. I I know because I grappled with addictions. I've mentioned this on this program before that I was an alcoholic. In fact, a couple of the programs that I've done have been on recovery. So I know exactly what you mean. It's hard to break that cycle unless something will intervene. And then you're right, the person who is down in that cycle. Uh, has a hard time getting out, and that that causes a lack of hope and a lack of motivation when on you go, as you say, uh, to to break it and to teach these women the skills that they need to live. And then, of course, if they have had any kind of criminal record, to find a job is very very difficult. So, wow, what an opportunity you're giving these women! Can you, I I don't know if you're allowed to because of confidentiality, but I don't know if you can tell the story, perhaps, uh, of a woman whose life was changed. Well, you know, the hardest part about that is just who to choose. Uh, We have a relatively recent graduate named Terry, who, when she first started at the Bean Project, um, she had been in prison for 10 years. When she first started, you could really tell that she wasn't sure if we were the right place to be. And yet, as she came every day and decided to put the work in by showing up, which was the first step, she began to realize that a lot of what was had been getting in her way was the feelings she had about herself, um, the the feelings of shame that she had as a result of both her addiction and her incarceration, and the feeling the lack of self esteem that she had. And during the time that she was with us, she really rose to become a leader. She worked in our shipping department, and what always made me laugh was she would talk about, you know, every time I package one of these. Um, one of these boxes, I realize I'm going somewhere and I've put all this care into getting this package ready for someone who's going to be on the other end. And she imagined herself actually going with that package, which I thought was, uh, was really great because it really broadened her idea of who she was and where she was. And she also realized that she felt like she was always disappointing people, whether it was her family, you know, her children, her parents, the community, and through her time at the Bean Project, realized that she had a lot to offer. I was so amazed by her transformation, her confidence, and her willingness to be, you know, really think about how she was showing up every day and what was going on in her own self-talk. And I think that's a lot of times what holds us back is what the stories we tell ourselves about who we think we are or how worthy we think we are. Um, Terry graduated uh, just a few months ago and um, has gone on to a great job in the community. And I'm just so proud of her because she um, didn't want to leave, but she knew it was time for her to go. And she found a, a great job that she has kept. In fact, this past spring, we follow up with graduates at six months, 12 months, 18 months, and 24 months. 
And when we did our one-year check-in this past spring in the height of, you know, the pandemic and the lockdown, 100% of our graduates from last year were still employed. Wow, that's that's an incredible number. That's That truly is success story. And, and I'm by the way, this is uh, Mark Howlington. You're listening to Life in Colorado. Tamara Ryan, CEO of the Women's Bean Project, is my guest. I'm, I'm looking again at your brochure. It says service, opportunity, empowerment, transformation, sustainability. That's That sounds like the heart of the program. Flesh that out a little bit. Well, we really want to be, a, for the women, a stepping stone to her long-term success. So, she needs to come to our organization willing to make the changes that will ultimately sustain her as she leaves us. If we were, for instance, to get her the job that, that she gets upon graduation, she'd get one job. But if we teach her how to get the job, how to create a resume, how to interview, how to look for a job, how to apply for jobs online, you know, all the things that go, that are entailed in, in uh, getting employment. And then we teach her how to communicate with her supervisor, how to show up every day and on time and take direction and pay attention to detail. Those are going to be the things that ultimately allow her to be successful in the long term. If we found the job for her, she'd get one job. But if she learns how to do that for herself, she can do that over and over again. And a quarter of our philosophy is really helping the women learn the skills they need to sustain themselves into the future. You know, I often think about how the the women we hire and how they're often repeating a cycle that they've witnessed in their own lives. To me, the key to success will be that in 20 years, we don't need to serve the daughters of the women we serve today because the women who graduate our program are so successful that their daughters don't ever see them being unemployed. Their daughters see them being successful and and they can be proud of their, their moms and the contribution their mothers make to the community. Ultimately, that's what I hope we are about, is breaking the cycle. It certainly with, with the women and within families. Yeah, it certainly sounds powerful, and it's, it sounds like you're on the right track. Uh, Tamara Ryan, CEO of the Women's Bean Project, is with me here on Life in Colorado. Tamara, I'm, I'm also on, on your website, and I'm looking at pictures of your team it's got to take a team effort, and it looks like, I mean, every face, I, I almost can see the compassion that's, that's on a, every face. Talk about your team a little bit. Brag on them. Well, we have a really unique group of people. Uh, almost everyone has come uh, from the private sector and chosen to come to the Bean Project because we all believe in the mission. Um, you know, I fundamentally believe that when you change a woman's life, you change her family's life. And so we've attracted people who have made the choice to bring their talents to the the Bean Project to help the women be successful. And I think that's maybe what you see in their photos is a group of people who really believe in what we do and b- believe in the women and their the, the potential that they bring. Um, so we have a, a variety of staff members uh, who bring specific skills, say accounting or sales, because we're a sales-driven organization, and have worked in other sectors, but really have um, have come to our manufacturing business to help us advance our mission. 
So, Tamara Ryan, CEO of Women's Bean Project, you mentioned that a lot of the women you work with have been incarcerated, they have been dealing with addictions. You're helping them to break the cycle, not only for them, but for their families and generations to come, hopefully. And just I'm curious, the, the process, how does a woman enter your program? What then are they taken through? You talked about building these skills so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm imagining that a woman probably first walking in the door, for example, has got to have a lot of doubts and questions. How do you then walk her through the process? Well, most often she comes to us because somebody has told her that this would be a good place to be. And the first step, as we all know, the first step of changing your life is, uh, is actually taking action. So they've come typically come to our organization to fill out an application, or they might have gone to our website um, and filled out an application there. Then we hire every month. Um, so we're always looking at the applications, contacting the applicants, and trying to bring them in for um, an interview. Right now, it's a little wonky with um, COVID, so we're doing interviews uh, by phone or by Zoom most often, but usually what happens is that they come in for an in-person interview. We're trying to make sure that when we're interviewing that she is ready for change and that we have a good sense of what her barriers to employment are, going are not because we won't hire her as a result, but because we want to understand how we can help her. So what resources might she need when she first comes? The first few weeks of her employment with us, we're going to be working on basic needs, which is things like housing and transportation and uh, access to food, potentially access to health care. Um, those are all going to be things that don't that keep someone from going to work, even though they're not work skills. So we're trying to address her basic needs. And usually that has to happen in the first few weeks that she's with us. During that time, she's also learning the basics of food manufacturing and food safety and how our manufacturing processes work. And then she will start her simultaneously start her program activities. There'll be a financial literacy class. There'll be a class through our partnership with Dress for Success about what employers are looking for. Um, She'll start a get a job kit, which helps her build a portfolio, which consists of her resume and a cover letter. And she'll get a whole bunch of opportunity to practice interviewing. We have volunteers from the community who help us with all of those activities. Ultimately, then, while she's continuing to work for us and build her skill set, her soft skill set, then she's starting to think about what talents and interests she has so that she can identify the areas she'd like to go into when she graduates. And what we're helping the women move to is what we call a career entry-level job. So it's going to be probably a job different from any other job she's ever had, where there will be an opportunity for advancement and benefits, and where the employer cares that she comes to work every day, cares about her. She probably hasn't had a job like that. That's, again, an amazing cycle. In fact, I, I'm I'm thinking, boy, I wish I had some of this that you're offering because, you know, the skills that you're talking about, 
it, every day people need these skills. You mentioned dress for success and taking on more responsibility and, and looking toward the future, developing a career. Great, great uh, service that you're providing. We're going to get to the foods that you offered a moment because I really want to talk about how people can support what you're doing by buying the products. But uh, you mentioned a couple of things that I want to want to cycle back to. One, volunteers. How can people get involved? The best way to get involved is by um, sending us – well, you can go onto our website and you can sign up for a tour. We have uh, – again, in normal times, we have uh, an in-person tour a couple of times a month. Right now, we're offering virtual tours, and that's kind of the first step to get acquainted with us and determine – how you might one might best want to be involved with us right now we don't have a ton of volunteer opportunities but in a typical year we have 300 or so volunteers who help us in a variety of ways so i would encourage anyone who might want to be involved to just go ahead and and get acquainted with us and and then be in the sort of in the network by the time we're able to have more volunteer opportunities going forward so what is that website womensbeanproject.com and on that site it, there is a link to sign up for a tour and then also we have a an email address for people interested in volunteering volunteer at womensbeanproject.com okay and the other thing that you mentioned is that you are training these women through your program to have job skills and so then do you offer placement then once the women graduate your program and are ready to move on do you work with employers and then if so how can employers get involved and and help out well we'd love to uh work we do work with employers and we always love to work with employers if they were to come to us and say that they had a position available, often we have the ability to sort of handpick someone who is who would be a good fit. And so um, it's still up to her to get the job. So it's still up to her to do the interview and uh, and actually, you know, sell herself to the employer. But we can help facilitate the, um, you know, sort of like matchmaking. We can facilitate the introduction. Uh, again, the idea being that if we want her to learn how to get a job versus um, just connecting her with the job and, and, and getting it for her. Uh, but employers are encouraged to be in contact with us. The best way is info, I-N-F-O, at womensbeanproject.com. Okay, so we're going to flip the page literally because I've got your brochure. We're going to talk about some of the products that you make. And again, as I flip through here, I'm, I'm getting hungry. I'm talking with Tamara Ryan. She's the CEO of Women's Bean Project. And Tamara, so page page one of the menu, so to speak, you've got soups, chilies, and instant meals. Now, these are all uh, products that the women that you're training are putting together, right? Exactly. We have uh, a location here, our manufacturing, well, really everything happens at our location at the corner of 32nd and Curtis, just north of downtown Denver. And so we assemble all of our products. It started with one bean soup, our, our, our 10 bean soup. And today we have about 50 different food products. They're all dry food mixes or uh, ready to eat items. Uh, the mixes are things like brownies and cookies uh, and um, cornbread. And then we have a line of snacks and we have some rice and bean cups that are instant. Um, 
and for for your listeners that they might be excited to hear that we're going to be introducing some breakfast cups, some instant breakfast cups later this year. I was also looking and I saw that you have premium gift baskets. So I I'm I was <laughs> I wanted to look at my calendar and find out how many days till Christmas. <laughs> because this looks good. So talk about, um, again, let's dive into maybe some more of the the specifics on, on some of these soups. What, For example, do you know what's your best seller? Interestingly, our best-selling soup is our original product, 10 Bean Soup. Huh, okay. So 30 years later, it's still our best seller. We've added to our product line because – you know, bean soup doesn't exactly say summer. So we've really tried to expand our offerings so that we have year-round sales and are not only a winter seasonal um, kind of product line. Uh, it, because the more product we sell, the more women we can employ. There is really a direct relationship between sales and jobs, um, like any business. However, in our case, um, the way we deliver on our mission is by hiring women. Got you. So I'm I'm looking at tin bean soup, black bean soup, spicy split pea soup, old fashioned chili, firehouse number ten chili, lentil soup. So those are some of your soups. And then I see baking mixes for golden cornbread, gluten free cornbread. Oh, I like this one. Chocolate chip oatmeal cookies. Although I really should not be eating that, but okay, never mind. Chocolate brownies. Snickerdoodle cookies, cream scones. Wow. Okay, I'm 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 really starting to get hungry here. And then you've got biscuits with jam, and then you've got some spice blends. How did you get from soups to spice blends? <laughs> you know, I, we a variety of different ways. Some of our products have come from requests from the, our community asking us to introduce uh, a certain type of product. We used to have years and years ago, a bean mix, which was, um, or a bean dip, and it was beans that were flaked. And we, uh, over time, that product just didn't make sense. The cost of the bean flakes was too high. And so we thought, how else could we have a dip mix? And so we started then offering spices that you could mix into to make salsas or to make um, dips. And they've sold well, and our customers like them. And we have we're really fortunate. We have some really loyal customers, and those loyal customers often introduce us to their friends by sending products, and then those people become customers, and it just sort of goes on and on. In other instances, we've introduced products because we've had the opportunity to do some consumer research and gotten some help from companies in the in the community. And that has helped us identify where opportunities for growth lie. So for instance, our snacks that we introduced last year uh, were created because that was a category that of food that um, made sense for Women's Bean Project to move into. And there, the sale of things like snacks are, is increasing. Excellent. So I'm going to go through the spice list, and then I want to know, because I, I think the, the snacks you came up with are not in this catalog because it's 
the catalog I'm looking at is older, I think. You got a, a dill spice blend, garlic and herb spice blend, smoky tomato spice blend, barbecue spice blend. Okay, I'm going to have to check that out. I've created my own, so I want to see how good yours is compared to mine. Malaysian spice blend, green chili salsa spice blend, medium salsa spice blend, hot salsa spice blend i'm going to stay away from that southwest salsa spice spice blend so now talk talk about the snacks what kind of snacks do you have well we have a a line of six snacks that they're all natural most of them are organic things like um there's a uh a gummy fish that is raspberry flavored that are delicious nice there we have a trail mix that has a little bit of dried ginger in it so it's really, you know, has a great sort of kick to it, if, especially if you like ginger. Uh, we have plantain chips that have a, uh, a chili spice on them. We have a cashews that are um, uh, an Asian blend on them. Um, gosh, uh, we have these little coconut chews that are really yummy. So a pretty wide variety. Uh, and they all, you know, come in a little pouch, two to three servings is, <laughs> I say two to three servings and then laugh because most people eat them in one uh-huh. sitting, but they're really that would be me, yes. two to three servings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the way I eat, just, you know, open mouth and insert bag. That's kind of the, yeah. <laughs> kind of the way I do it. Tamara Ryan, CEO of the Women's Bean Project. So we've talked about these great products, and like I said, Christmas is coming up. You You have premium gift baskets as well. So how can people find out about your products? I'm assuming they're listed online. And uh, talk about that. How how can they find out what you offer? Sure. People can visit womensbeanproject.com to find out more and actually get an updated list of the products. And then on on our website, you can order and send to friends all over the country. Um, We ship hundreds of orders a day. so, uh, so you know, your order will will be handled and and sent and hopefully well received on the other end. We have gift boxes that allow people to um, you know send more send multiple products, or you can just send a a little bundle of say a cornbread and a soup, which is a really nice thing to to um, send to family and friends, or even to purchase and then take. If you're going to somebody's house for dinner, it's a nice hostess gift. Excellent. Tamara Ryan, CEO of the Women's Bean Project, thanks for being a part of Life in Colorado. If you have questions or comments about today's program, please call 303-750-5687 or email us at lifeincolorado at salemdenver.com. Life in Colorado is a public affairs presentation of Salem Media of Colorado.